Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, honey? I'm Sadisimon. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual assassin nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show is brought to you by Pildora. Pildora is a brand that I love because it offers us sustainable wellness, beauty, and fashion products that can better our lives. This isn't just any old online shop, my love. Pildora is an empowered community with a high vision approach to shopping. They curate an impeccable selection of sustainable, BIPOC-owned, and health-oriented brands. And let's be real, what could be more spiritually sassy than that? And I also love Pildora because the founder is a former recovering addict and alcoholic. Shout out to you, my love. After spending years working on herself physically, emotionally, and spiritually, she is now devoted to helping others through sharing her experience and inspiring people to wake up. She believes wellness starts by reconnecting to yourself and continues only by connecting to others in our planet. And I 100% agree. Shopping with Pudora helps you to generate good karma too, my sweet love. They share 2% of each purchase to directly help nonprofits with powerful missions selected by the members of the Pudora community. And of course, as a Spiritually Sassy show listener, Pudora is offering you an exclusive 20% off your first order using discount code SA20. And that's lowercase S-A-H number two zero at Pudora.com. Enjoy my loves. Hello, my loves, and welcome to a new episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show. Today's guest is a darling, dear, dear, dear friend of mine, someone who I've known for over 15 years, I think. Oh, my goodness. Uh, today's guest is Rachel Pringle. Rachel is an actor, writer, and the creator of the Wild Woman Experience. Rachel is a sensuality and dynamic tantra teacher and a mystic. She has over 15 years of experience in human development, healing modalities, and somatic embodiment practices. 
She specializes in sensual embodiment, conscious communication alchemy, self-intimacy, and mysticism in a tantric realm and love in partnership. Oh my fucking goodness. Wow. Y'all, are you ready for today's episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show? I'm sitting here in my house in Los Angeles with one of my best friends in the whole world. Someone who opened me up to the world of meditation, to the world of spirituality. I can't even believe that it's been like over 15 years that we've known each other, <laughs> that we've practiced together, that you've shared uh, your wisdom, your guidance, your support with me, that you have literally opened the doors for me to be who I am today and mm. this person y'all this one is someone who I call when I am having a melt meltdown this is somebody who I reach out when I need support um and you guys are in for a treat today so get out your notebook honey because it's gonna be <laughs> one of those you're gonna have to take notes honey uh well Rachel Pringo, welcome to the Spiritually Sassy Show. Oh my God, what an intro. Yes. <laughs> yes, Queen. <laughs> Hi, my love. Oh, it's Hi. such a pleasure, my love. Hi. Hi. Can you believe that we were meditating in New York City <laughs> in our early 20s? And Rachel's like, Sa, this is going to help you, this meditation, this yoga thing. We would smoke a little joint before yes, or yes. after, oh. either or, or both. <laughs> but still, we would get into the practice. And I'd be like, I. And I was kind of just doing it because I knew deep inside there was something that I, there was something there for me. Yeah. There was something that was like helping me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what it was at that point. I didn't have language for. It. I had no nothing. I mm -hmm. just knew that I liked how you went about your life. I liked mm -hmm. how you carried yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. I liked your confidence. I liked your smile. And I'm not talking about the physiological, physiological beautiful smile that you had. I liked your spiritual smile. Mm -hmm. I liked how people felt in your presence. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if this bitch is doing all these things, honey, let me go learn some <laughs> shit from her, you know? Uh, so, so fuck, how epic is that? Um, yeah. Here we are now, know. you know, like coming together <laughs> and, and really like helping the awakening of the world, mm -hmm. you know? How epic is that? It's the best thing in the world. So you, how, what, when yeah. did it all start for you? Well, thinking about like those days specifically, I remember... Um, I was always into this stuff and I think my mom always describes it as like I came out of the womb she was like love begets love mm. I was um just a deeply loving child and mm -hmm. whatever karmic yeah and I believe that I'm here to love the world open mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a deep love and it's a fierce love and it's a strong love mm. um but I remember this one day and going to this like I think it was called Enchanted in the East Village. Okay. And I was like, <sighs> I know there's something else out there. I can feel it. I mm -hmm. can tune into it. I can tap into mm -hmm. it. But just like, I want to get fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And I went in and I talked to this, <laughs> like, this like, uh, Asian wizard guy for like three hours. And he uh, was, and I remember feeling, this is after we just talked about this, yeah. watching The Secret and knowing that what I had felt for so long was real. And I was like, I'm not alone in this because I felt alone for a long time. Like mm -hmm. I felt I had this superpower mm -hmm. to make mm -hmm. myself and others happy. Mm -hmm. It was... Um, it was a force within me and I wanted to know how to harness it mm -hmm. and to use it. And I'll never forget the conversation we had. And I felt like, okay, first of all, I need, I need to find my 
people. Mm-hmm. I need to find, you know, as we spoke about, mm-hmm. find the people that elevate my consciousness that I can go into deep rabbit holes mm. and portals mm. with. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, you know, meeting you and mm-hmm. meeting Moon and knowing on such an intuitive and intrinsic level mm-hmm. that there was something, you know, lo- locking eyes with both of you. It was like there was deep magic there. Mm-hmm. And and I've said this to, to you so many times, but mm. the way that you both saw me specifically at that time was like, you weren't afraid of me. Mm. And everyone before that felt like they were afraid of mm. me, you know? Um, and, and not only were you not afraid of me, but you demanded more. You were like, more, 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 more. And I was like, oh, am I allowed? And it unlocked something in me. So, of course, mm-hmm. we're doing this for each other, right? That's we're right. serving each other. Yeah. Of like permission to be um, completely out there, to ask the questions that you feel like you're not allowed to ask, mm-hmm. to do the things that feel totally fucking weird at that mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and to get witchy and wild. and. Mm-hmm. And to take risks. Mm, I love this. And we haven't even got to the first question of the episode. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I just love you so much. First question that I ask every guest, who are you right now? Oh, my God. I am a woman who is letting her soul bleed for everyone to see. Damn, honey. Have you said these words out loud before? <laughs> I think once, but it, it came through a ceremony and that it was like, mm. how I asked spirit, I was like, how do I share more powerfully? How do mm. I create more impact? Mm-hmm. And she said, open up your soul and let it bleed for everyone to see. Mm. Wow. What does that look like? Sharing boldly. Mm. You know, I, I've been saying this quite a bit. I, uh, it's like the energy of if it's simultaneously scares me and mm-hmm. excites me mm. that's where i want to go mm. and and that's basically all of my projects now and the show that i'm writing and all of these things that feel on one level really scary and like who the fuck do i think i am and that's if i right. feel that mm-hmm. then i'm like go that way mm. and i just want i i want to live the most bold life that i can because mm-hmm. i know that that's where i'm experiencing the most love the more most juice and the most connection and intimacy mm-hmm. yeah. what was the, the, the sort of like the breaking point that sort of like oriented your mind toward this like you know connection to the unseen world mm. connection to mysticism not only connection but the ability uh, and, and, and unwavering um, articulation mm. you know you have this this incredible ability of, of communicating the unseen parts of ourselves communicating allowing supporting us in a way that our unseen mm-hmm. everything that's around us that's we can't see with the eyes in our face you give language to mm-hmm. and also what you do so so masterfully is you're able to walk us through our own inner world mm-hmm. you know and that's a skill so what was the breaking point what was it is my question making yeah, sense absolutely. what was that what was that point that you were like okay i've landed at something that i now have the ability to walk people against the stream through the river of suffering yeah. i have the tools to get people across the river mm. into the shore mm. of 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 their next most developed version of themselves when was that point when was the like oh shit mm. i know you know you know um there's so much in that that's so great and 
it was really when I met my husband, Johan, and I had been in this work for a while, and he he comes, talking about lineage, mm-hmm. he comes from a deep um, Kriya lineage. Mm-hmm. And we met through um, basically doing my Kriya initiation, and I went from meditating for, for, you know, for a while, but not really landing in a lineage or landing in a container that could take me farther than what I already knew. Mm. And I went from kind of like, oh, I'm playing in this and I know to sitting for an hour twice a day. Mm. And I'll never forget this moment where when I created my self-love meditation, which is you know all over and I use it all the time. And it was the first time that I heard my inner voice or my intuition or mm-hmm. my higher self. Mm-hmm. And it literally just, I mean, I wept. And I just get, I get chills thinking about it because I remember that first moment. It makes me so emotional because it was it was this welcome home of mm. like, mm. yes, honey, mm-hmm. here it is. Mm-hmm. And it was a power, mm-hmm. this gentle power that confirmed that I was doing everything right. Mm-hmm. And, and letting go of societal human conditioning of like what success looks like, of like this inner journey this is what's right. Mm, this inner journey, this is what's right. Mm. Wow. How many people actually put an F, put so much effort? The vast majority of the world puts this enormous effort on accumulation, mm-hmm. external accumulation, instead of like accumulating the inner you know, accumulating the inner gifts, yeah. right? Like taking the inner journey. Yeah. How many people take this long ass, mm-hmm. um, you know, outer journey? And it's, I'm not speaking about travel to different courts. I'm not speaking about that. I'm talking about this, just this busyness yeah. that we live trapped in this day to day stuff and not actually questioning that there has to be more. Yeah. I'm not here to just like wake up, take a shit drink some water, make a coffee, go to work, scroll on Instagram, take a shit, fuck, (laughs) sleep, work again, pay bills over and over and over again. Like questioning that this can't be it. Mm -hmm. And in landing at that point that you just said, the inner journey is the most profound thing that we're here to do, right? But what was the, was there, you know, what I'm trying to get at here is two things. When we speak about spiritual awakening, deep moments of revelation, Mm. I've realized from talking to so many people, there's two ways that we enter into. One out of privilege, Mm -hmm. like everything is going right and everything is really good and I'm good and my baseline is happy, Mm. but I feel like I'm missing something. So that's the entryway of privilege. And then the entryway that I went into, complete despair, lost, suicidal ideation, Mm. depression, addiction, all the stuff. So what was it? and, And that... And the, the latter that got me was, it was just like leaving the fashion magazine and mm-hmm. having no one to talk to. I mean, you're the only person that I'm still friends with from that old world, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, maybe there's a couple other people who are, I'm friends at like, at a wave waving at you. This yeah. is, but you're a friend that I talk to on a weekly basis who yeah. I see who, you know, you're like family to me. Yeah. Um, but what was that point? Well, it's actually, it's, I mean, the same sort of thing as like mm. the breaking point before that, before I moved to LA was being in the modeling industry for that long. And That's feeling, right. I was in the back of a cab talking to my mom and feeling so much self-hate. Mm. And I, I recognized in that moment that I had, I had built my own prison and I wow. was in purgatory and, and I, wow. and I was at my wits end and I was like, I, I, there was so much self-hate and so much like, like 
heat spewing out of me. Mm. So, and was so completely opposite from me. And I knew that it wasn't me. Mm. Wow. I, was, I was like, I know who I am. I'm a loving, deeply compassionate person. I've been like that my whole life. I will always be that. And I knew that this was an, like been injected in me by society telling me that I wasn't perfect as I am. And includes like the fact that I almost you know, got liposuction and almost let my agents convince me to get a boob job and all these things Mm -hmm. that were basically telling me that I'm not perfect as I am Mm -hmm. and feeling like fucking over it. I was just like, fuck all you people. This Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. and I knew that they were in it as well. Mm -hmm. I was like, we're all in a prison. That's right. Exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. And let me get out of it. And then once I moved to LA and I found meditation and I found a community, it was also just, being able to Johan specifically being able to communicate Mm. about these things and someone who had the willingness to take me all the way there and we would and that's our relationship we talk for hours and in the beginning of our relationship he used to read me the Bhagavad Gita to go to sleep and like it was he introduced me to this whole world and and propelled me forward he was like there is more in you that that other program that other system is not seeing because it was mm-hmm. all about my looks, my measurements, my weight, mm-hmm. my exterior. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't focused on my interior inner world. Mm-hmm. And he finally was like, you have so much in there. Like I want to know more. Mm. And once I let the cat out of the bag, then it was like, I, I couldn't stop. Mm. Wow. And when was the day that you knew that you're meant to be teaching and guiding and, and supporting people? Uh, I mean, honestly, Mm. from such a young age. Okay. I've been doing that my whole life. That's right. In all these different ways, I had this deep knowing that I could make myself happy Mm -hmm. and I wanted to make everyone else feel happy so that I could be happy. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, if I can feel this elation, I want everyone to feel it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my human design. That's my my, um, astrological design. Mm -hmm. And so that started with like, you know, I bring my girlfriends over and I dress them up and I take photos of them and I make them feel really embodied and beautiful mm-hmm. and dance. And like, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been like that since mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. fucking child. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can relate to this so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had this, I remember this girlfriend in middle school telling me, I used to have this quote that would run around that was like, every day that you wake up is the best day of your life. Mm. And they were, they knew before I did. You know, my mm-hmm. mom knew before I did, she was selling, sending me like, you're a life coach. And I'm like, oh, okay. mm-hmm. you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. So when when we live life like this, we are actually able to experience synchronicities. Would you mm. say that? Yes. Okay. Can you talk about synchronicities? You know, I think I had this beautiful conversation with my clients today of like free will and destiny. Mm. And I think that they align. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that when we are I'm smiling so big right now, you guys. Keep going. <laughs> when you're following that mm. intuitive mm. knowing, mm-hmm. you are living your destiny, your mm-hmm. fate. Mm-hmm. And it, the the universe sends you signs to show you that you're going the right mm-hmm. way. And it's really about, are you listening? Mm-hmm. Are you witnessing? Are you in the inquiry? Are you... Mm-hmm observing what's happening all the time. I observe everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. That's my practice. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm informed and I'm working in tandem with the universe. In tandem with the universe. Wow. 
And one thing I landed at the other day, um, in talking to, to, to Ben, it was about that synchronicities are in one level, a reminder that you're on the right path. And we, we just from talking, about this because I've been in such deep inquiry about synchronicity. What are they? What's mm -hmm. the purpose? What's the point? Some of them feel so blunt, feel like a punch to the face. Some of them feel kind of like, you know, like one one night I wake up out of a nightmare and I, I check my phone and it's 3.33, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it, that's kind of, I would say like a low level synchronicity, like in the lower scale. And then, you know, depending, there's so many, I've, I've just been kind of grading them, mm -hmm. you know, putting them in this like evaluation mm -hmm. Um and I know you shouldn't really do that, but because I'm trying to learn about them and be such in deep inquiry about them so I can start teaching people how to yeah. um, live a life that of, of, synch of, of synchronicity. Yeah. And one thing I realized from the research and from talking to people um, is that, and talking to Ben, is that synchronicities are not only a reminder that you're on the right path, but they're actually a reminder. Uh, they're actually a symbol of deep healing take place. Yeah. That in that moment that you laid eyes and that thing that speaks your inner world more than words could ever speak, yeah. there's a sense of safety, there's a sense of like, <sighs> when you see that thing, when you, you know that sign, there's a deep healing that takes place. And I was like, oh shit, you're that makes alone. sense. That you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm, I love yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's um, oftentimes we get lost in our own world mm -hmm. and we think, I'm alone. Yeah. No one understands me. And those symbols remind you that you're mm, alone. Mm, I love that. And that leads me to, to something you posted on Instagram um, a few days ago. You said um, you're speaking with Moon, a.k.a. my sister, mm -hmm, honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you said, in speaking with my bestie, Moon de Simone, today, we touched on the ignorance we carry as humans in thinking that we can do anything on our own. Mm. We need each other. Mm. We need support. We need to be able to reflect and receive different perspectives so that we can grow together. Yeah. And that goes as like the supreme assembly of Sangha, of human beings, but then also counting on the unseen forces, right? Yes. So counting on this enormous village for support, yeah. right? Can you speak to this? Well, I think like the simplest version is when you, when you see someone like accepting a award and they want to say like, I thank God. You know, because it's this awareness that that you're never doing anything alone. And it's funny, I was thinking about this on the drive here, the importance of relationship, mm. that mirror, mm. that closeness, that intimacy, mm -hmm. that in only in that, the wake of that, can you expand, mm. right? The wake of that presence of someone holding you mm. fiercely mm. and showing you the possibility you can't do that on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you, you won't because it's also scary. You also have to have a blind, you know, Johan and I always talk about it, blind spot mirrors. Mm -hmm. Have someone. That's who, what you do for me though. And you do for me. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do for each other. Mm -hmm. That's why I trust you so deeply. Mm -hmm. That's why I love you because not only am I growing, am I healing, am I expanding, I'm also having fun and playing and it's like all of that together. That's what relationship does when it is that pure. That's what Moon does for me. That's what Johan, that's what so many of my friends, my community is so special because I see myself through them. Mm -hmm. I also, I'm not afraid to see myself. Mm -hmm. I want to know. I want to know 
where I'm not being in integrity or where I'm where I'm falling short because that's what makes me better. Mm-hmm. So it makes me a better friend, a better lover, a better partner, a better daughter, mm-hmm. a better teacher, mm-hmm. a better everything. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people are so lonely? If if we know at the core level that like we're wired to connect, mm. that we are deeply interdependent, that we live in a society of like I'm individualism, right? I'm self-made, bullshit. Mm-hmm. I can do it all by myself, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I have, I've done it, bullshit. Like, you know, this all lies, 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 but it's it's on the media, it's yeah. on the press, it's on TV, it's yeah. everywhere. Um, and then leads to a society of deeply lonely people. And yeah. loneliness is an epidemic. Yes. And it's a global yes. epidemic. And, and, and loneliness leads, you know, the, the impact of loneliness to the nervous system and to the body, to the mind, um, is devastating. Devastating. You know? So can you speak to that? Why, if we know at an intrinsic level that the relationship is the way to go? I mean, we know that story. And I, you, you guys who listen to the podcast regularly or take my courses, my mm-hmm. classes, a part of the school, you guys have heard the story a million times. But to make it super quick, the Buddha was asked by one of his most prolific disciples, how much of the holy life is community? Mm. And and the Buddha said to, to, the, to the disciple, the community is the whole path, yeah. is the whole, the whole, the entirety of the holy life. Yeah. Um, so that oriented my life a lot. And I saw a lot of, of Buddhist teachers during the pandemic re- yeah. going at this quote, over at the story over and over again mm-hmm. um, for a reason, right? Yeah. Because we were profoundly lonely and I think people are still struggling with, with loneliness and we have historically been struggling with, with loneliness, right? There's statistics Absolutely. that shows that one out of four people have no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. One out of every four people have no one to talk to. So if you walk into anywhere, you're at waiting at a doctor's office and you look around and there's five people, in the, four people waiting there, one of those people have no one to talk to. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Can you speak to this? I mean, I think that it, it's so blatant because like you said, it's it's shown everywhere. It's in the media. But at the same time, the thing that's causing it is also in the media, which is don't speak about your pain. Don't speak about your suffering. Don't speak about your anger, mm. your, you know, anything. Mm. It is, it's so deeply conditioned and programmed to think that this is bad, mm. that this is shameful. And so when you're, we can, we've all been there. I know I've been there. I know you've been there. When we're in that downward spiral, the emotion is so riddled in shame of I'm not supposed to be feeling this, this is wrong, this is bad, this makes me a bad person and we don't want to burden people. Mm-hmm. We're, we've been taught that it, it is our pain and suffering is a burden. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's overwhelmingly condensed with all this chaotic energy of bad, wrong, you're evil. Mm. And so it's the same thing. You're, pro- mm-hmm. you're lonely, but don't talk about your pain. Mm-hmm. But Don't ask we, for help. Don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. You are, if, if you are, have a therapist or if you ask for help, then you're crazy. Mm-hmm. That has been shown, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and it's such f- bullshit mm-hmm. because exactly as Buddha expressed, mm-hmm. the reason why we In share, Brazil, if you tell people they have a therapist, they are like, you're crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same with like, if you're in a partnership and you're like, oh, we're seeing a, ther- seeing a therapist. They're like, okay, you're re- you're on your way out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Johan and I, have called on counsel so many times, sacred counsel, we would not be where we are without that. It is mm-hmm. crucial mm-hmm. to have people who can hold you mm-hmm. and to feel as soon as you feel mm-hmm. 
Mm. not alone in your suffering. As soon as that's why courses, all of my women's courses, when the women talk, everyone is like, oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. And it's like, oh, you feel this sense of relief mm-hmm. of I'm not alone. And as soon as you feel that, mm-hmm. there's connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this. And so what should people do if they're alone, if they're lonely? Because it's it's a two, what did I say? It's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It's like this mm-hmm. culture of oversharing. Yeah. Or um, what did they say? Emotional dumping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Stuff like that. And how do we go about like sharing our inner world, making friends, connecting while not like, like, you know, emotionally dumping on someone else? I mean, I think you just said it. The first aspect of that is making friends with yourself, Mm. making friends with your darkness, owning your pain, you know, really like getting deeply intimate with it because then you can share as the observer versus sharing as the victim. Ooh, go off, girl. I'm just going to stop talking. (laughs) You're there. You're there. You've arrived. Oh, my God. Go, 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 go. Because when we're sharing Mm. as a victim, we're Mm. still sharing from isolation, thinking only I experience this. Mm. And that's just a falsity. You know, when you, like, I can... For all of you who are listening, Mm -hmm. who can raise their hand who's experienced sexual abuse? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who can raise their hand? Who's experienced heartbreak? Who's had a parent pass? Who's had a parent be sick? Like Mm -hmm. everyone is having these experiences, Mm -hmm. maybe not every single person, but a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so when we're in victim, we're separating ourselves and Mm -hmm. we're actually not creating the intimate Mm -hmm. connection that can heal us. Mm -hmm. And so making friends and and being in the inquiry and Mm -hmm. doing all of these incredible practices, tools, screen therapy, rage practices, dancing in, you know, breath work, Mm -hmm. you know, getting into these, um, these incredibly psychedelic states through your own body and breath Mm. so that you are comfortable in that darkness. And then coming to someone saying, wow, you know, I've I've been experiencing this pain and I didn't know. And I had this experience. And then that is a form of literal connection because they're like, oh my God, I've actually had that experience. Oh, so you're saying this made you feel this. And then it's a dialogue that is what I always like to talk about, an upward spiral. Mm, When you're in a conversation Mm. that is in a downward spiral, it feels like quicksand and it doesn't feel good. That's right. You know, Mm -hmm. and and it it actually doesn't serve anyone. Mm -hmm. Similar to what we were talking about before the podcast of taking radical responsibility and ownership Mm. for everything that exists in your life. And that's Mm -hmm. a scary fucking concept. It is. Because most people, this is from my perspective, most people don't want to do the fullness or don't want to be in the fullness of devotion because that devotion means full ownership of every single thing in your life. Mm. That's petrifying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, it's mm-hmm. liberation. Mm-hmm. Speak to th- speak to devotion. What is what does devotion oh. mean? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh my god. That's a face of an orgasm oh right there. <laughs> oh my god, I loved what you just shared. I love I hope we you guys are taking notes because that was so delicious. That was mm, nectar. Mm-hmm. Speak to devotion. And I want to go back to like the the pain aspect, but you just brought up a word that I don't often get to talk to people on the podcast Mm. about. So speak to devotion because we walk into your house Mm. 
um, and you and your husband's house, and you guys have this massive altar. Mm. It is literally a work of art, and it's in the main living room at the house, mm -hmm. and the entire living room is centered around this altar. And there's one there and there's one outside. And it's just this, the, the, you know that you've entered a sacred place. Yeah. You know that you've entered a place of devotion. Oh, I love devotion. I mean, devotion has freed me, mm. you know, because it's like the commitment. Commitment is freedom. Mm. But what's beyond commitment is devotion. Mm -hmm. And that is, I'm not doing this to get something. It's mm. not a transactional thing. It is creating out of creation. Oof. Right? You are in you are in the the swell of divinity. You're bathing in mm. it. You're you're drinking it. You're eating mm. it. You are fly it's it's all around you and it's the act of of taking yourself out of the way. Mm. You know, our humanness is beautiful and brilliant and mm. amazing and is so vital and valid and we need to own it and then move it out of the way mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that's the devotion to something higher to the part of us that is intrinsically in that connection that channel mm -hmm. and and can forgive in any moment and can instantaneously heal and can move past trauma and wounding and can and can provide a solution and a change versus be riddled in what already happened mm. I love the word instantaneous healing. Yeah. Can you speak to that? I spoke about this earlier today, but there is a big part in the in the in the literature and the sutras, the shastras, the commentary, like all of it across that speaks to to we work, we 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 do this these deep practices and then it we might just completely break open. Mm -hmm. All of our all of our samskaras, all of our illusion might just be forever gone. Yeah. You know, the healing may just spontaneously arise out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. We may be coming up the steps to go up into our living room and we may just completely like click mm -hmm. and our entire being goes online, yeah. you know, um, or we're shopping at the grocery store on Tuesday at 2.30 in the afternoon and it's just chaos happening as a baby's crying. The, there's an announcement in the teleprompter, all the things happening. And then all of a sudden you go, your entire being goes online and you have entered into full liberation. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, understanding that perspective and speak to like spontaneous healing. Are we, are we experiencing spontaneous healing because? Because of, of divine intervention, how like tell me about this? And I know it's a big question, but no, like just I go love, into it. <laughs> I love this question because it's, uh, you're just using all my favorite words, yeah. and I'm like yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I think I think divine intervention has a part in it. I uh. believe that when we create these devotional spaces where mm. spirit is fully present we can experience mm. instantaneous healing. And I say this in all oh of my, my courses and to all of my, my women, I'm like, I am leading you to the master healer within. You have that. Every single one of us has that. Mm. It's just about, again, tapping into the quantum, the community, mm -hmm. the, the ritualistic understanding that spirit is present here and it's even more present when we're doing it together. That's why wow. when you go and when we sit in silence together, mm -hmm. that portal is profound because everyone's channeling in their own diamond facet of the divine and mm -hmm. so it's all present. Mm -hmm. And then you are out of narrative, mm -hmm. you're out of story, you're out of the barriers and blockages 
that we carry around on a daily automated mm-hmm. you know, perspective and the channel is open and literally it can happen in a second. It's mm-hmm. like what Joe Dispenza retreats. People go in and they heal radically because they are tapped into the quantum field of literally divine spontaneous healing. Mm, wow. Have you experienced that? I've experienced these aha moments of, for me, understanding that I am the creator. Mm. Moments of such deep visceral knowing of like, Mm. I created every single moment of that pain to get me here. Fuck. And seeing that is a fucking trip. And that's a miracle in itself. That's a miracle in it because it's mm-hmm. ra- radical responsibility. Mm-hmm. This isn't. This wasn't done to me. Mm-hmm. I created this in order for me to have this triumphant experience of full ownership of my divinity, and that mm-hmm. is the gift that we all come here to experience. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's the most mystical thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my goodness gracious. We can come back to it if, you, no, if nothing I, pops up right away. I think one mystical experience, it's like, it seems, it seems, no, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, when, and, you know, many of my listeners know this, but for those of you who are new to my experience, my husband and I have been together for eight and a half years and we went through a, a beautiful uh, death and rebirth portal in our partnership about four and a half years ago. And it was beautiful and, and mm. devastating. Thank you and for speaking about this. I didn't want to bring it up right away, but no. I'm glad you All right, girl, go off. It needs to be spoken about. Um, It needs to be normalized. Uh And it was such a profound time. And I remember, and again, to go a little bit deeper, there was infidelity and there was um, on both of our ends and it was devastating. And uh, we got to this moment and he was really, really angry about something that felt to me like he had no right to be angry about because he had just done the thing, Mm -hmm. right? He had just, whatever, Mm -hmm. been... um, deceitful and he was Mm -hmm. really angry and he and he was deeply triggered and in that moment I had this visceral feeling of seeing him it makes me emotional Mm -hmm. seeing him in his trauma Mm -hmm. and and I sat him down and I put my third eye on his chest Mm -hmm. and I did Ho'oponopono out loud wow for like five minutes Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm sorry God Mm -hmm. for whatever it is inside of me that has caused this please Mm -hmm. forgive me over and over and over again and it and he that trauma broke and he broke down in my arms and that moment was it 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 broke us both out of patterning conditioning Mm -hmm. trauma wounding Mm -hmm. that was not us. It was mm-hmm. the illusion, right? And mm-hmm. it brought us into the fierceness that is our love. Mm-hmm. And it was, it blew my mind. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe that I did that. Mm-hmm. It was something, it was my devotion. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Rachel. It came mm-hmm. through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful moment. Wow. Wow. Powerful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that is like literally, I mean, that's what, that's when we speak about miracles and, and, and mystical moments and these experiences that we can't, we can't even like, we can't say that the magic isn't real yeah. anymore. Oh my God. You know, those are the moments that just all of the, that the, that the, the basic level of logic can explain, you know, that, oh, it's only mm-hmm. higher logic. It's only the most benevolent, the most highest form of logic that can, div- that we can 
that we can connect with to explain something like that, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> how would you describe your ability to help your students and your clients and your friends sanctify their pain? Right, you you always bring a new perspective. When I bring to you something that that's like terrible and tragic and traumatic, and I see this you doing with all of your students and all of your clients and across so many different platforms, you have this ability of seeing the holy and the chaos of mm. seeing of like this. And this leads us to speak about tantra because yeah. you are a, you are a teacher of tantra. Um, and I want to sort of just speak to an aspect of tantra, the ability of transfiguration right mm -hmm. of giving you meaning of sanctifying the pain you do this so well in one-on-one -on -one conversations and with all of your clients and students can you speak to this like mm. do you find that the, the 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 tantra in this this aspect of tantra transfiguration of pain or where we see poison mm. to the lens of tantra is now medicine poison yeah. is medicine it's actually the name of my guru's new newest book poison is medicine yes. <laughs> yes. i know oh how what a genius they are um so we speak to this because you you really are a portal to that and you and i have conversations that i'm like girl we should have been on the record because that <laughs> shit was fucking <laughs> epic you know and that's every time i go to your house every time you come over it's just like we have some tea we drink some coffee mm -hmm. you know and we just go off yeah you know i think you know that's the simplest version is that everything is holy mm -hmm. everything is sacred mm -hmm. everything is a, mm -hmm. an expression of the divine of the goddess of god of source whatever you want to call it yeah and Call what you call. Yeah. Divine. I mean, mm -hmm. the divine. We, we, Johan and I talk about the GGD, which is God, Goddess, Divine. You know, God, so Goddess. Non, non, non gender conforming. It is the thing. GGD. You know, and I refer to I love her. That. <laughs> That's Johan right there. Oh, shit. I miss Johan. I know. He's the best. My God. I think, you know, he, he was really so much of that for me, like what you expressed about those, you know, that the higher realms talking about communication, right? Our linguistics, our linguistics create our reality and, and to have the ability to speak about something that can eliminate trauma, narrative, illusion, story, and just be in divinity of seeing it without a lens of, I need to make it mean something. You know, something that I always play with is like, as human beings, we are dying to put things into a box. Mm. If we feel emotions, we just want to identify them as, a, I'm, it's this, it's this, it's this, because it helps us feel safe. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's beautiful. And we need to do that for a period of time. And there's a, there's a level after that of how do you make love to chaos? Holy fuck. How You're like you, blowing my mind right now. Keep going. Honey. Yeah. How <laughs> do you allow that chaos to reveal itself through you? Right. Mm. Because when we experience chaos, we want to stop it. We want to block it. And so what we're doing is blocking life force energy, right? And so we, it creates ailments and disease and all of these things. It's like, can we create, I say this all the time, safe space. You need a safe space to do this. You can't do this in an unsafe space. Sacred safe spaces to explore our chaos so that it can inform us. Mm. Because it wants to. Mm. That's why it's here. Mm. It wouldn't appear if it didn't have something for you, mm -hmm. right? You know, um, Carolyn Elliott in Existential Kink, which is such a brilliant book, talks about um, 
having is evidence of wanting. Mm. So if you have something in your life, it's because some part of you is desiring that because it wants to show you something. Mm. So, you know, most of my breakthroughs have come from me facing the deepest, darkest parts of me. That's how I've become more devotional, more powerful, more compassionate, more forgiving, Mm -hmm. more loving is, Mm -hmm. is looking at the parts of me that are bleeding and devastated because then when I know that part of me, I know that part of you. Mm. And when you come to me in that, I'm Mm. not shaming you or blaming you. I see that you're hurt Mm -hmm. and I can hold you in that because I know that part of me. Mm. You know, I say that all the time for my girls. It's like, bring it. Because I know that part of me, and so I'm not scared of it in you. Oof. I'm devoted to that part of me. All of my work is around that. And it doesn't mean it's easy. It's not. But I have done it enough now to simultaneously be like having a full fucking breakdown, mm-hmm. like bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. and have this higher self-awareness that like, Mm-hmm. This is a breakthrough mm-hmm. because I'm allowing. Mm-hmm. Oh I'm not my stopping. God. I'm not judging. I'm not shaming, blaming, guilting myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just experiencing whatever's here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Say that line again. Bring it because I've experienced it in me. How is it? Oh, oh. I mean, I'm not. I'm not afraid of anything in you because I'm already experiencing that in me. So like bring it fully like that. Let me see your darkness. Let me see your guilt. Let me see your shame. Let me see your pain. Give me all of it because I've met those parts. I've met those, uh, those tentacles, those aspects Mm -hmm. in myself. Yeah. And I love them. Fuck, babe, that is so that. beautiful. You're yeah. like, you're like moving stuff in me right now. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. Fuck, that is beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Speak to the role of desire. Oh. Oh God. I mean, because you are, you are, your danger. I know. Is so seductive. Yeah. Your danger, and I'm not speaking about danger of someone who causes harm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm speaking about it's a spiritual kind of danger that Rachel has mastered. Mm-hmm. She walks at fine. Yeah, mastering, <laughs> but you do it in a way that you are definitely a few steps ahead of most people that I know. Mm. So that's why I feel like I can yeah. say that you've mastered because. Yeah, yeah. You are ushering people into that realm. Um, it still scares the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but you, so speak to that role, the role of desire. Well, I think it's so beautiful. Like what we just talked about blends perfectly into that because my darkness in my early teens and my 20s was all around my sexuality, you know, especially as women. We think so many of us carry that. Um, and it was destructive. And it, it wasn't fully conscious then. It was, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my darker realms. And so I had no choice but to learn and love this part of me or so it would continue to run and create havoc in my life. And so desire, because I'm, I'm deeply scorpionic and it's so much part of my karma here to express sexuality and sensuality in, in a holy and sacred manner, I had to understand what desire means. Mm. Girl, keep going. I'm like sweating of excitement. (laughs) 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 Shit, honey. Oh, Oh my God. God. Go, go off. You know, Mm, desire mm. is, you know, the the metaphor that I've been playing with 
just recently is the difference between floating in wanting and being grounded in desire, mm. right? Desire doesn't mean you have to act on mm -hmm. desire, mm. right? That's the mistake that people make. Mm. They think if I feel a desire, I must act. Mm. But desire is informing us once mm. more. It is showing us a part of ourselves that is deeply alive and wants to be um, moved, danced with, breathed with, entertained, expressed, um, known in a more intimate manner. Wow. And so I like to use desire purely as that. And I have used it like, you know, let's go into sexuality of... It was the next topic, so yeah, keep if, going. <laughs> if I feel desire, and, and I, because like I just expressed, Johan and I have had experiences of being open and, and had moments where desire has confused both of us because we think, oh, if I desire this, that means I, I don't want this. If I, you know, it's, it all wants to be black and white society and our human mind wants it to be black and white when it's not, it is the Tantra, which is gray. It is fluidity. It is flexible. It is malleable. It is wiggly. As Alan Watts says, the moment that we try to control it is the moment that it creates chaos. Oh my because God. Because we need to flow with it, right? Mm -hmm. So understanding what desire is and playing with it in sacred safe spaces, communicating about it most of all, mm. using it in our body, mm. um, letting it inform our pleasure. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to immediately go and sleep with another person. Mm. It could just mean figure that what that means for you in your own personal devotional practice. Mm. What wow. does it mean? Why am I experiencing this desire? What is it evoking in me? Mm -hmm. What is it alivening in me? What mm -hmm. is it calling forward? And then again, being grateful for this person, whomever they may be, for calling it forward. It doesn't even need to be about them. Mm, wow. Well, they're, they're simply, we are only each other's sunlight mm -hmm. and water because the seeds of these desires are in the garden of our own minds, right? No one put it there. <laughs> Ain't nobody put it there, honey. Yes. It's already there. Oh girl, God. you showed up in here with the seeds in the garden of your mind, girl. <laughs> so oh, that was so good. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. And but but how do we work with it? Mm. How do we work? One time, one time, no. Last week I called you. I was like in a in a meltdown, having a physiological meltdown. Mm -hmm. I was like, my body is 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 not well. Mm. And then you asked me in a text message, you said, ask the, ex the overwhelm, the exhaustion, the, the physiological pain, what he wants from you. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of now talking about a different aspect of desire, but I think this is all kind of asking people, educating the audience and in, in communicating yes. with different parts of themselves <sighs> in a devotional way, right? In a, in a, in a, in a saintly way, mm -hmm. in, a, in a holy way, mm -hmm. creating these pathways um, they are they are built in truth yes. within our inner world, right? And they are built in lies. They're not they're not built in multitasking and busyness mm -hmm. and scatteredness, but they're built in perfect concentration, you know, like that. So can you speak to this and I and then tie it back to like conversation connecting to desire, yeah. so people know like what to do. Like, what do I do when I have this desire that I want to sleep with someone, mm -hmm. that I want to kiss this person, mm -hmm. but I'm in this committed relationship mm -hmm. or what do I what do you know there's our desires show up in a multiplicity of ways yeah. and our entire lives could be seen as 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 oriented by desire yes. right um, so I'll just let you go off yeah and I think that that's the way you just ended is perfectly um, 
timed because desire has a really bad rap. That's right. Even, especially in spirituality, it's like desire is the root of all evil, mm-hmm. but there, but, and I, from my perspective, that comes actually from new age that has misinterpreted what desire is there for. Mm. And it, it, again, desire is Go your, off, girl. Your, mm. your body and being informing you. Mm. And if you don't listen, mm. that's when you cheat. Mm. That's when you get disease. That's when you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because you're not listening to that subtle little moment that mm-hmm. is informing you of mm-hmm. something that needs to be expressed through your being and body. Mm. You don't become overwhelmed in a moment. That's right. It is a built up process That's of right. over and over again, right? That's you right. don't cheat in a moment. Mm-hmm. You have that idea over and over again, but it's unexpressed. It's living inside of you. It's creating darkness. It's lying in transgression. Wow, bitch. You're about to fucking, you're blowing me up right now. Go. And transgression is one of the most alluring energies that exist on the planet. We all love to be bad. We love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's alivening, right? You know, we're here in this life to be alive, mm-hmm. to experience aliveness. Mm-hmm. And so being bad makes us feel alive. Mm. And it's only in the forefront because we haven't learned the aliveness that liberation and truth is yet. Mm. That's why we're here. Wow. So it's a misinterpretation of aliveness. Exactly. It's a misleading yeah. sense of aliveness. Yeah. Okay, so it's like breaking the rules, yes. cheating, yes. you know, like even hurting somebody. Yeah. It could it, it's like there's so many oh my god, this is wow. Yeah. Okay, I see it. So it's a it, misinterpretation. Yeah. The being bad is a misinterpretation of aliveness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We want to do, um, like think about when you, when we're young, right? Mm-hmm. Our days in New York oh, City, yeah. when we're getting dressed up and mm-hmm. we're going out in the town and we're engaging in lots of substances and things. Mm-hmm. And that is all a mission to feel alive, mm-hmm. right? To dance and to give ourselves permission to be uninhibited, mm-hmm. to feel like I don't have to listen to that part of me that says, you can't do this. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. All that goes out the window and you just get to be free. Mm-hmm. And so how do we let that go out of the window without being bad? You communicate about it. Mm-hmm. You be in truth. Mm-hmm. You express what you're going to do mm-hmm. and you use it, you know, like kink is, um, is, is, a, is a level of bending reality to serve your aliveness. You know, and it's all these different realms and forms and you can, there is such a profound feeling of actualizing something that is reeled in darkness into light. Wow. Say that again. There's a profound value. In, in, in actualizing something that is riddled in darkness into light, right? Something like, you know, the part of me Mm. that, um, enjoyed being destructive was the part of me that felt like I could get whatever I want whenever I wanted it. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? How do I bring that into my partnership? How do I bring that into my lovership with my husband? How do I create that scenario in the light, in integrity, in honesty, so I can get that feeling and not create any destruction anywhere, but create deeper intimacy, um, deeper connection, and like this this trust between us because we're showing ourselves or Mm. each other both ourselves and each other that this part of me is okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow this is amazing (laughs) i'm like girl (laughs) (laughs) 
fuck. <laughs> like my eyes are going. It's a whole thing, yeah, honey. Shit. Okay. Wow. Okay. So from this place, um, we are now able to live life uninhibited. I want to just go back to the thing about like the quality of the aliveness that being bad brings yeah. is a misinterpretation of the true aliveness with yeah. this truth. Yeah. And 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 what else did you say? Like I feel like there's such delicious being, being liberated in truth. Like people, I think it's something I'm so passionate about because I have directly viscerally experienced it of being out of integrity because you don't want to hurt someone mm -hmm. when in actuality doing that deeply, profoundly hurts them mm -hmm. instead of the, the potency of owning exactly what it is that you feel mm -hmm. and expressing it in a harmonious, loving, compassionate, but devastatingly truthful manner. Mm. Like I'm going to tell you the realness of what I am feeling right now. Like I'm going to be real, real right now. Like when my husband was with another woman, he was missing something that I wasn't giving him. And I acknowledge that I wasn't giving him mm. that thing. So I don't blame him for telling me over and over again that he wanted this thing and me not giving him and then him taking the initiative to find it somewhere else. Mm. I didn't listen to him. Mm -hmm. I didn't take the initiative to meet him there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying in every experience this is real, but just to, to, to viscerally own it instead of holding that cheating aspect over him for the rest of our lives. Why don't I learn from that and fully own that mm -hmm. I wasn't there, mm -hmm. that I was sexually shut down, that I wasn't in my ownership around my, any of that energy mm -hmm. and that I want, you know, all of those things like that, owning that and saying that is so powerful wow. compared to being like, you hurt me, you did this, you, 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 mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. which yes, there is a part of that that is real and I can mm -hmm. still own that. Mm -hmm. But what about my part? Right. Or the aspect of like, I, I did this thing out of integrity mm -hmm. because it made me feel good to hold something that you didn't know about because you hurt me in the past. Mm. Instead of being like making it all about you hurt me in the past. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's the, the intricacy of just saying the thing that you're petrified to say, mm. owning the thing about yourself that feels like really, 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 really nasty and, mm -hmm. icky and gross. And I just did this a couple days ago of mm -hmm. like, this is how I feel. And, and obviously uni using conscious communication, owning like, I express, I own that 25% of me is in my wound. It's in my trigger. I own it completely. Wow. I know I'm in that. I can feel it mm. and I'm sorry and I want to be more evolved than mm -hmm. I am right now, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. This is where I am. Mm -hmm. I fully own it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of reacting from my trauma, mm -hmm. owning my trauma. Mm. There's a difference, right? Mm. Of like, and if I can be, wow, I'm going to tie this back to desire now. You know, the aspect of me when I was younger that would um, go after people who were in relationships, mm -hmm. you know, just to see if I could, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. when this... The thrill. The thrill of it. Mm -hmm. The thrill of getting what I wanted, mm -hmm. seeing how much power I could wield. Mm -hmm. um, when we were actualizing that in our partnership, it was... 
you know, Johan, we brought it up and he was like, you're, you haven't owned this part. You're shaming this dark part of you. You're saying she's not good enough. She's not worthy. And he was absolutely right. And he said to me in the next moment, he said, played it into, um, you know, a role play. He said, so what you're basically telling me is that you know that I'm married and you know that my wife is away and you're still here and you still want to sleep with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I looked at him and he was like, how did that make you feel? And I was like, really turned on, mm. you know, and, and it was so shameful mm-hmm. because why does that exist? Mm-hmm. Because it's thrilling mm. because it's exciting, mm. but I can take mm. it into my partnership and act it out mm-hmm. in role play in a completely safe container mm. with my husband. Mm-hmm. And, and it literally jump started a whole new level of, mm-hmm. you know, sexual turn on for us. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to therefore be seeking an outward. He doesn't therefore have to be seeking an outward. Mm-hmm. We can play with it mm-hmm. with each other and help turn this thing that I was really, really shameful of and let her just be real, which is she just wants to feel deeply wanted mm. that, that I want to be wanted no matter what. Mm. Wow. So it's about bringing creativity to the yes. healing path. Okay, that's what it is. Absolutely. Okay, so it's creativity heals. Yes. I mean, I say this all the time, but you took it to another degree. Instead of going out there and and destroying somebody else's relationship Mm -hmm. and creating all this unwholesome karma, Mm -hmm. here you are addressing that part of you really with sweetness, with love and care, and then bringing it to your lover and saying, let's create this new thing. Let's 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 go there yeah. together. Yes. Mm. This is so beautiful. And creativity. Oh my god, this is wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go there, bitch. I love you for that. Oh my god. I can't help myself. No, my but god. you know what? You are actually able you're you're giving people permission to use creativity in a way that they've been afraid of. Yeah. You know? And then you're using creativity in a way you're using creativity to really like sanctify their desires mm. to to make your their desires holy because you're not yes. harming people with your desires but you're actually like illuminating your own inner world like you're 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 opening yourself up you're getting to know the seeds that are in the garden of your mind yeah. that you said no that that part of the garden of my mind yes. that's the bad part yes. and instead of acting that out in the world we are actually saying, hey, Johan, can I show you these, this part yeah. of the garden of my mind? Mm-hmm. Can you and I walk together with the gardening tools and go there and mm-hmm. talk about it and work this out? Um, I love this. And this is far out. That led but into, that's epic. That oh my God. so many conversations. Yeah. It opened up a whole portal of like, yeah. what other things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the more- Then there's nothing that's in this transgressive drawer. Exactly. There's nothing that is in that that background yeah. blackness yes. of darkness. Mm-hmm. That it, it's nothing that's in that space of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything is met yeah. with love, yeah. with kindness, with mm-hmm. sweetness. Right? Mm-hmm. I love this. Speak to the role of forgiveness because mm-hmm. we do fuck up. Right? You've we've made so many mistakes oh to be able God. to land yes. at such a, a deeply profound, illuminating, and wise. Uh, platform to work from to operate from Um, many mistakes have had to happen so much harm was created right Uh, intentionally or unintentionally so speak to the role of forgiveness I think that forgiveness is freedom oh shit you, know, you go, honey. That's that's <laughs> that's it, right? And mm-hmm. I when I think about it, I really mm. I zoom way out of like 
none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Mm-hmm. There is no formula. Mm-hmm. There is no guidebook. You follow these guides, you equates to this. Mm-hmm. We are all w- walking around blind, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Everyone has ex- everyone has experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. Everyone has experienced devastation and hurt. Mm-hmm. And so to think that people are are really hurting out of malice is it I, I don't think is a true statement mm-hmm. hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. so you know a, a topic that i was touched upon you know in, in communication is like the difference between um listening versus hearing mm. when you're listening to someone's words you're just listening to their trauma mm. and their wounding and they're just spitting out these things that it's like, this is from when I was three, this is from when I was seven, this is from my ex-partner, this is from this, this is from this, at versus, you know, hearing where they're coming from, mm. you know, like hearing that wounding and don't, don't answer to the, to the story and the narrative, but like see them, mm. you know, see that, that we're all just doing the best that we can with mm-hmm. the tools that we have mm-hmm. and that if we forgive then ac- then we actually have a chance to grow and expand mm. you know it's it's same with trust like you know both johan and i have had infidelity and and i and i've also had this with all of my friends mm-hmm. where you have moments where you go out of orbit mm-hmm. right and we some human desire wants to hold people in purgatory because it makes us feel safe mm-hmm. But you're, you're holding yourself in purgatory. That's right. right. You're holding the hot coal, mm-hmm. waiting to throw it at them. You're mm-hmm. only hurting yourself instead of, I can choose the profundity of creating my world mm-hmm. right now anew mm-hmm. versus carrying this past experience mm-hmm. in that is only coloring everything else in my future. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because then I'm holding them to their past. I'm holding me to that past wow. as well. Mm-hmm. And, and to choose together mm. that you're going to do something else. And for those of us who maybe the other person doesn't want to go on that journey, mm-hmm. it's still you forgiving them is releasing that cord, mm. letting them be free so you can be free. Mm. Wow. Girl. <laughs> we got to get this shit transcribed, honey. <laughs> Quote, 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 quote. Yes. Listen, we're coming up to the end of our show, but let me ask you some some, some quickies. Yeah. Um, what is the thing that makes you feel the most sexy? Top thing that makes you feel sexy? Breath. Mm, okay. Breath. What is the thing that makes you feel the most magnetic? And magnetism is just that kind of thing where you literally think of someone, they call you. You think about a brand, they reach out to you. You walk down the street and literally it's just like your inner world is this like spiritual smile. Every stranger is smiling at you. My practice. mm, Yeah, mm, always. mm, The practice. mm, mm, Yeah. My devotion. mm, Me and me. Me and the divine. mm, Because then, you know, I know I'm not alone. mm, That's right. Is there a prayer? That we can get from you. Um, Is there something that comes to mind? I mean, it's. I think it's just resting in the seat of your soul and listening. Mm, mm. You know, just rest there. 
Don't judge anything that arises. Just rest and listen. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't want anything to be good. I don't want anything to bad be bad. I just want everything to be as it is so that I can receive it in its fullness. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh my Lord. Wow. Jesus. Uh, last question. What does it mean to be spiritually sassy? Oh. Owning the fullness of who you are, mm. all your darkness, all your light, all um, the, the uniqueness that is your true, pure essence. Mm. Mm -hmm. Say it loud, honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh Rachel Pringo, what a fucking blast, babe. You've touched upon, you've expanded and stretched our audience mm. in ways that we haven't done yet. Mm. So thank you for that. Thank oh you for... For you know, carrying out the torch and and really showing us mm. what's possible mm. as a human, you know, it, it is my pleasure. And you bring that out of me, my love. This is what we do together. Mm. It is such a joy to grow and expand with you. And I'm so fucking excited to see what comes next. Yes, I know it's so crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. Lifetimes subscription. Mm -hmm. That's right. Please. <laughs> yes. Listen, where can we find you? What do you got going on right now? Um, you have a series on, can we announce it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have, um, you can find me on the, on the grams, positive Pringle, positive energy. Pringle is my last name. You can find me at, uh, I am Rachel Pringle.com. I have a course coming out on Mind Valley in September. Mm -hmm. And then Johan and I are doing our Tantra of Life relationship course in November. So, Epic. Yeah, that's what's going I'm, I'm taking a moment to vacation mm -hmm. and then I will be back. But lots of epic mm -hmm. things around everything that we discussed. Mm -hmm. I will not stop. You won't. And because you're so needed, Thank you, you know, your, your voice is so profoundly needed. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I can listen to you talk all day, bitch. <laughs> Like for real. <laughs> I'm too, like, honey, honey yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go play tennis, yo. Love you. Love Thank you, you so, so much, much Rachel, for yeah. making a time to speak to us and educate us and inspire us. Love you so much. Love you, love you. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank mm. you.